Welcome to the Moving Markets podcast on Monday, the 24th of April, with me, Bernadette Anderko. On the show today, our head of technical analysis, Mensal Pachinchi, will tell us what the charts are suggesting we either should invest in or perhaps stay well away from just now. But first, my colleague Mike Rauber joins us to provide us with the highlights of what's been moving markets since we all headed off for the weekend. Good morning to you, Mike. Good morning, uh, Bernadette, and happy Monday. <laughs> perhaps you could start us off with an update uh, on the economy, Mike. Yeah, gladly. So on Friday, the Purchasing Managers Index for April were released and they showed that U.S. business activity actually climbed in both manufacturing and services to nearly a one-year high. This also reinforced concerns of more inflation ahead. The data release in Europe was more mixed with better services activity, but some weakening in manufacturing. And now coming to markets, uh, major European but also U.S. equity indices barely moved on Friday, so following the report of these economic data releases. And the volatility index VIX, a reflection of fear in the U.S. market, dropped to below 17 points, indicating a low level of concerns. The 10-year U.S. Treasury yield was little changed on Friday at 3.56%. And have you got any further news on the fixed income side of things, Mike? Yes, there was one interesting uh, report that caught my eye this morning. It is that hedge funds have placed their biggest ever short on benchmark U.S. treasuries, with net shorts having now increased for five weeks in a row. Does these funds expect U.S. treasury yields to rise and prices to fall, meaning that they do not see a quick monetary loosening this year? And so for sure, these fund managers will be closely analyzing when U.S. Q1 GDP figures will be released this Thursday, and a day later, when the Fed's preferred inflation indicator, the core PC, will be reported. Okay, so you've given us an update on the US. What about uh, Asia markets? Yeah, and in Asia, Japanese equities, they're actually a little changed. Uh, all eyes are there on Friday's Bank of Japan's rate-setting meeting. It will be the first for the new governor, Ueda. According to reports, the central bank will start examining the reasons for Japan's stagnant economy so that it can come up in the future with effective policies. And uh, in China, it is starting the week uh, a little lower with the Hang Seng Index down 1%. Okay, so uh, what else do we have in the news? In the US, there is some news. The debt ceiling negotiations are increasingly capturing the attention in markets. House of Representatives Speaker Kevin McCarthy said over the weekend that the House will pass his $1.5 trillion debt ceiling increase plan this week. But when asked, he was not clear on whether he actually had the 218 Republican votes needed. In other markets, Brent oil, after declining more than 5% last week, it is uh, down another 1% this morning to just above $80 a barrel as growth concerns are weighing on the black gold. And turning to gold and Bitcoin, they're starting the week below the psychologically important uh, $2,000 or $30,000 levels. And in currencies, the Euro-US dollars, it ended actually last week each trading day just below 110. And that is also where it is this morning, even as ECB representatives continue calling for higher policy rates. Okay, and we can't avoid the earnings season at the moment. How's that going so far? Yeah, indeed, it, it is the big news at the moment, with 20% of the S&P 5 companies having already reported so far. Over three quarters of them have fared better than expected. This week, there are another 180 S&P 500 companies reporting. 
Today, it is Coca-Cola, but also First Republic Bank. Uh, you might remember this is the bank at the center of a crisis of confidence in mid-sized U.S. banks following the collapse of SVB. And starting tomorrow with Alphabet and Microsoft, the big U.S. tech companies are reporting this week. But of course, also in Europe, uh, earnings are coming in now uh, every day. We have Credit Suisse uh, out. It reported 61 billion francs of outflows this uh, quarter or in the first quarter. But also Philips and Vivendi are reporting today. Um, tomorrow, it is a big one with ABB, Nestle, Novartis, UBS and Banco Santander. Okay. And is there anything else that we need to be watching out for now? So, yes, you can see it's a data-heavy week and equity futures are pointing towards a lower open. Uh, today in Europe, uh, some attention will be on the uh, German Business Climate Index, usually a good indicator on how German companies see their prospects. That's all from me and I hand back to you, Bernadette. Thank you very much. Thanks very much for the update, Mike. And uh, now we move to the portion of the show with our specialist. Uh, today, I'm delighted to be joined by our head of technical analysis, Mensur Pachinchi. Good morning, Mensur. And perhaps I could start by asking you if there's any new development in the medium to long-term technical pictures. Yes, uh, good morning. From technical side, when we look at our long to medium-term charts, basically we are seeing that the U.S. equity markets and Swiss equity markets are signaling a new long-term momentum signal low. So this means the market is changing direction in the momentum. So the momentum has stopped declining and it is recovering from oversold levels. Um, when we look uh, at history for any guidance for potential future developments, basically we see that historically this signal has worked quite well. So, for example, when you look at the Dow Jones Industrial Average, we see that 12 months later the index on average was up by 13%. In comparison, of course, the Nasdaq a bit higher by 28%, and Swiss equities, nevertheless, still up by an average of 15%. Um, when we look at the table of major equity markets, we can see that European equities are leading. So European equities are now in the third month of a long-term momentum bottom, if you look here at the DAX. So what does this mean for equity markets? It means basically that the equity market has a tailwind of a long-term momentum low. So this means that the equity market should or could uh, shrug off negative news better than previously. So it implies that the market could move to a new regime of buying the dip. So with this in mind, we are watching closely the next key resistance levels in the S&P 500 around 4,200. A break above this level would confirm and add to evidence of a long-term cycle low in equities. That's all from our side. Back to you. Thank you very much for your insights today, Mensor. Well, this concludes today's podcast. Thank you for joining us. Please join me again tomorrow when I'll be back with more guests to update you about what's moving markets. Good luck today and goodbye for now. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. Please refer to www.juliasbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further other important legal information. Beyond Markets is a weekly podcast where Julius Bear experts and external speakers discuss some of the latest market developments. 
They share their key research and insights on today's ever-changing economic landscape and present practical advice. Search for Beyond Markets on your favourite podcast player.